Hey, everybody. Welcome to No One Told Me, where we believe hindsight is everything. My name is Callie, and here's my goal every single week. Uh, I invite you into this space, and I want you to believe and know that your story matters, that every story matters, your experiences. They can help equip and guide those who are coming behind you. So let's create a place to share those stories and those experiences, to actually do that to equip those to say, hey, you're not alone in what you're walking through. The season you're smack dab in the middle of that makes you feel like surely, surely someone else has gone through this because if they haven't, then what's wrong with me? That's not true. You are not alone in whatever it is you're sitting in right now. There's someone out there who is sitting in it now or has sat in it before and hopefully here is where you find them. Now this week in particular, it all started around this one statement. Hey God, If what I'm walking in right now brings you the most glory, then this is where I want to be. Okay, those are very hard words to say. Those are not words that I think we naturally want to say, especially when you feel like you're walking through an impossible circumstance or when you're in a season that you didn't want to be in or don't want to be in, a season you would have never picked for yourself. My friend Lauren, when she said those words a few weeks ago at the collective, I promise you, I just about fell out of the chair. I mean, if I wasn't trying to figure out like what to say next, I would have because it was such a good statement. When his glory becomes more important than our comfort, something big is happening. When we choose to believe, when we choose to buy into that his glory is more important than our comfort, something that could change the whole trajectory of our lives is happening. Lauren speaks about her deepest desires and the wants that she lays before God and asks for him to show up in day in and day out. And then she talks about what she does, the practices that she has in place for the days that those desires and those wants feel like they're overwhelming any joy she might find. Because here's what I know. Here's what I've learned without a doubt. Deep joy, the kind of joy that does not come and go, but deep rooted joy is in loosening your grip. It's in knowing that whatever you're holding so tightly to cannot bring you the same amount of joy, the same amount of fulfillment that letting it go can and saying to God, hey, whatever you give me and whatever you take, it's all yours and that's okay. I cannot wait for you to hear more of Lauren's story on this week's episode. I'm hanging out today with my friend, Lauren, who weirdest, weirdest connections all over the place. I remember (laughs) seeing things about you on like Twitter because that's where the sports stuff happens. And you golfed for so long, right? I played for four years in college. Yes. Um, But uh, where did you play at? I played at Carson. That's why. Yeah. I just remember I would see your name a lot. Golf has got a wide range. (laughs) Even if you don't play it, it's you. I, I could talk about for hours how many relationships, how many friendships, how many situations, how many great life lessons I've learned from the game of golf. It's just all the things, all the things. But so that's the first time I saw your name. And then at the last collective, so I found myself in a pickle and a lot of people don't realize this, but it was a, it was a very large pickle because one of our panel guests was like, Hey, I am sick. I cannot be there, which is fair, right? Like when you're sick, you can't help it. But I was like, oh no, I've got myself up, up, up a creek without a paddle. Because what's always important for me at the, at these collectives is that 
everyone who comes feels like there is someone sitting on that panel that can speak to the season that they are currently in. Yeah. Right. I want that so badly. Yeah. All of our friends, Brooke, she was like, what about Lauren? And so you ended up on the panel and you said so much good stuff on there that I was like, we've got to have, we got to do a podcast. We got to do a podcast on it. So <laughs> Thank you. Lauren, here we are. You are an ex golfer, right? Ex golfer. Shining. A lot of things. Ex. I like to, view myself as a Jill of lots of trades. How did you figure out the trade you wanted to do? What are you doing right now? And how did you land in it? Okay, so I currently work for a company here in Knoxville that brings together large um, orthopedic practices and they network with each other and they benchmark. I have a biology degree from Carson Newman. I wanted no, to go. Wait, you have a biology yeah, degree? I have a biology degree from Carson Newman. I, um, my original plan was I wanted to go to dental school and I got done with undergrad and didn't get into any schools and literally this is all over the place. I didn't get into any, um, my first try, I didn't get into any dental schools. So I stayed around at Carson Newman and I worked in the athletic department and I got to assistant coach the women for two years while I got my MBA. And so while I was doing that, I, um, the Lord kind of changed my heart on dental school, um, which I didn't have a clear path where I was going to go from there, but I just knew that dental school wasn't the path for me anymore. So um, I graduated with my MBA. I got into healthcare administration with a company here in Knoxville. Okay, I biology, in. healthcare. I'm yeah. following. I'm following slightly. Yes. How did it? How did it feel to have your path shifted? So abruptly, right? Yeah. Because you kind of think, okay, if I just work, because we were raised, we're the generation that's raised. Yep. If you work hard enough, you can do anything. Yep. Right? Like you can you can be anything. Yep. So how did it feel to finish school and mm-hmm. be like, okay, next step, dental school, we're on. And then that's not yeah. that doesn't happen. That was the I have this conversation, I feel like, all the time, but the transition from college or school into adulthood, careerhood was probably the hardest transition that I've had yet in life because I knew that the Lord had shifted that for me, but I didn't know what he'd shifted it to. Mm. So, you know, we're we're all bad at the unknowns, but being like 22, 23, 24 with the unknowns is just... When everyone expects you to know. Yes. Yep. Yes. When we've just been conditioned to think we should know or we're entitled to know, that's really hard. So that was a really, really hard period of my 20s. How um, did you navigate that? What did you... I mean, when you look back now, what are you like? I should have figured that out a little sooner. Honestly, I didn't do it well. Yeah. <laughs> does I mean truly like who does when things I did not do it well I was not spiritually mature enough to really handle it well I you know looked to a lot of other things to help me make decisions because you know I've struggled with that instead of which that's been a that's a lesson that the Lord is continually teaching me about coming to him first Mm -hmm. um, with all of my questions and with all of my decision making I look to other people. Well, absolutely. Because we're conditioned to do that too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you think about your parents, yep. your best friends, I mean, if even you're in college, a relationship. Your advisors, yep. your, you exactly. know, like professors, all this, all these people along the way are helping you make these decisions. And then you're thrown out into the world. And it's like, but I actually don't know how yep. to make decisions at yep. this point. Yep. And we put all this pressure on ourselves that we should. Like yep. that that's what we learned for four mm-hmm. years in college, that we should know how to make these decisions, but that's not what. Newsflash. All I learned is how to make a really good taco soup. Yeah. I mean, truthfully, <laughs> like that's, that's about, if I look back to college, I'm pretty sure that's yeah. about the, one of the top three things I've learned. Yep. 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 
Um, but yeah, so honestly, I didn't handle it well. I look to a lot of other, really people. I'm, I'm a people person. Yes. Like people are what I'm drawn to, what I'm called to. So not really other things that I looked for to help me make decisions or fill my time, but I look to a lot of other people. And yep. that can be dangerous because, you know, I, I've got wonderful people in my life who give me advice out of um, biblical principle or out of um, spiritual experience. But, you know, we've all got people who will, give us advice out of their own experience, mm-hmm. which is not always, sure. it's not always biblically aligned. It's not always divine experience. So and it's not always good. No. All advice is not good advice. Yeah. I mean, I think we treat it like, yeah. you know, if, if you share your opinion with me, it must be good. Yeah. And it's honestly, a lot of times, yeah. if they don't know you super well yeah. and they don't know Jesus super well, right. Sometimes you just, you got to put that aside. Right. Yeah. And just keep, keep rolling. Yeah. Yep. So I, that's, that's, like I said, that's a lesson I'm still learning now in, in my thirties that I could go back and I wish I could just shake myself and be like, learn this sooner. Yes. (laughs) Learn how to go to the Lord first in these big, these decisions with when, when he shifts your life and you're, you're walking into the unknown, you're, you're confident you're walking into something unknown, but you don't have to be, um, less confident because, He's going to make you confident in walking. You're that not way. confident in the outcome of the decision, right? You're confident in the one who is structuring the outcome. Yes. the one who is who has already decided what the outcome is. Yeah, exactly. and I think that's a huge difference. Yeah, I want to be confident in in my knowledge and mm-hmm. what I know. Yep. And when I don't know, I have zero confidence, right? And he's like, you know what you need to know. Yeah, like I have, I've equipped you. Mm-hmm. I've equipped you for this. Go in that, walk with me in that, and I'll take care of the rest. Mm-hmm. That's what he yes. says to us. Yes. Yeah. So <clears throat> you're planning conferences now. Forget dentistry. Yeah. <laughs> forget biology. You don't need it. I have always loved um, ev- like event type planning, mm-hmm. and I'm a planner. I'm not really a fly by the seat of her pants kind of gal. You and I differ in that. Yeah. I love a good, like, no, let's just guess at what we're going to do. I like do. a good plan. I live by my Google calendar. I want it all on there to make sure it's all done. Um, but yes, so I've always been into planning and actually it was, it was crazy. The Lord continued to shift things, but through COVID when, you know, the COVID craziness blew up, I actually left a job that then I didn't really have a plan for after that, but he had an experience waiting on me. I did some wedding planning yeah. for, in 2020 for the year of COVID. Um, and it just kind of happened upon me because my brother had just gotten married. And so I ended up started working and helping his wedding planner. And so I did that all through 2020. And so walking through that, that was a totally different career shift for me. I enjoyed it, but it also came with a lot of challenges. Um, and so Last year in 2021, I got an opportunity to go back working in orthopedics. And so through working there, I got an opportunity to, on the side, go to some conferences last year with Mm -hmm. my company, just kind of as a bench warmer because they need some extra help. And through that, they wanted to hire me. So it was all, like I said, all divine. I couldn't have planned it more myself, but it's this job that I'm in is so crazy how, you know, it's working with orthopedics or orthopedic surgeons, which not a biology standpoint for me, but it's got a little bit of that. It's got a lot of event planning, which I've had the experience in. Um, I even get to plan, like we do golf scrambles at these conferences. And so I get to plan those and organize those, which is second nature to me as well, because I've had, so I'm, uh, 
I'm currently in a job that I would say is close to like what my dream job would be, but th- mm-hmm. the Lord walked me into it. Yeah. Like I couldn't have gone out and found it better than myself. And we said this right before we recorded, we were just talking about like where we both are right now and how you can trace God's hand to where we are now. Mm-hmm. And I think so many times you just, you don't know your, what your dream job is mm-hmm. until truly you're in it. Like yep. every experience. Yep you take something from that and you're like, Oh gosh, I am I, I, like, this fills me. I'm kind of good at this. I like this. I am not good at that. Right. Yeah. And so you continue to take steps and you see God forming those gifts in you. Yes. And then eventually positioning you. Yes. It makes me think of uh, David in the yes. Bible, Old Testament, right? Like yes. all those years God spent shaping him yep. and, and showing him, here's what you are good at. Mm-hmm. Here's what you are going to shine in. Here's yes. what I've gifted you in. Yes. And eventually positioning him to be king. Like yes. he didn't have to grab at it. Yep. He didn't have to force his way nope. in. He just walked slowly into right? it. He just walked obediently and faithfully yes. in the direction God set him in. And mm-hmm. that's just, I think we have a, a culture now where you want to grab at things yes. and you want it to look a certain way. And we want it now. Yes. Instead of waiting on it, mm-hmm. we want it right now mm-hmm. because we're all conditioned to that kind of lifestyle because yep. that's the way our world works. Yes. But that's not the way our God works. No. And, and and that's what I keep thinking about to all those circumstances through the Old Testament. David had opportunity to grab at being king. Like yeah. he could have taken it. And a lot of people have already been like, yeah, you should. Yeah. Like, I mean, he even had his, you know, the men that he kept close to him at one point in, in a cave with King Saul and David could have killed him mm-hmm. in the in the cave and yep. become king right then. Like yes. Saul was chasing him, trying to kill him. I won't have to worry about this yes. later on. I can, d- I can get it, it done now. now. Yep. I, I can, of course God wanted me to do this. God yes. opened this door for me. Like yep. we were talking about before we hit record. Yep. God opened this door for me. I yep. should walk through it. And even the people closest to him were like, yeah, you should kill him. Yeah. Why aren't you killing him right yeah. now? Right. And, but he didn't do it because he knew what God had asked of him right. and he held tight to that. And that's why when you're walking closely with the Lord, mm-hmm. like, and I'm talking intentional time with him. Yes. I'm talking like leaning in to what, what he's shaping in you yes. and, and giving it time to be shaped. Letting all the other voices around us mm-hmm. still so we can be still and mm-hmm. hear his above all those other voices when we're trying to make decisions or we're trying to pivot or we're trying to shift or trying to walk into that unknown that is scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, it, it's just consistently walking and he's pretty clear of what he wants us to be obedient in. Yep. And so just, just walking in that direction. Now I have have seasons where I'm like, Hey, I'm good with obedience, but in what direction? Like, what you want me to be obedient in? Like, well, I'm good. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm like, sure. But in what? But pull me the way that you want me pulled because I can't make, I can't figure this out on my own. I feel like I'm guessing. (laughs) All right. I'm just throwing things at the wall and seeing if they, if they stick. But so you're in this season where, you know, you get to, you get to do something you love, Mm -hmm. which is, I mean, that is what everyone wants to get to. Like they want to be excited on Monday morning, right? Like they want to be okay going to bed Sunday night, knowing what they're going into the next day. So that's such a gift, but the season you're walking in now, um, personally, so let's, let's flip it. So professionally you're like, Hey, this is good. Yeah. I feel, I feel good about it. Let's flip it to personally. Yeah. So, um, I just turned 30 about three months ago and it's not so bad. It's not, it's not. I was, I was really actually looking forward to it because there, I mean, I loved my twenties, but there were definitely some things that we can, that are on this subject that we can talk about that I just wanted to leave in my twenties. I didn't want to take it into 30. So I really focused on last year in 2021, 
you know, trying to go to grow personally because of that. I, I knew the Lord laid it on heart, like, let's leave some things here and let's take some better things into 30. Mm. Or let's leave some of the dead dreams that haven't worked out that you've wanted. Let's leave some of those there to make room for the dreams that I have waiting on mm. you. So um, personally, uh, from a personal standpoint, I'm single as a Pringle. I have no children. I still actually live at home with my roommates, which are the parentals, which they're awesome. Um, I love but, that you said roommate. That was, <laughs> I was, you set me up for that one. I like it. I like it. Um, which is, you know, an unpopular opinion at 30 that, you know. But think of all the money you're saving. That's all. Like yeah. I stayed home all through college. Yeah. And I still had an incredible experience, still had friends, still yeah. hung out with people, but I saved so much yeah. money in the yeah. process. It's right? great. And I'm getting so much time with them that I know I'll look back on mm-hmm. someday and be so thankful for that I had with them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, personally, I feel like to the world standards kind of behind, mm-hmm. but I really, like I said, it worked really hard to try to go into the to 30s, not having that mindset. Sure. Now I struggle with that on the daily because there's just so many other worldly things screaming at me saying, hey, you're behind. Mm-hmm. So personally, I've tried to set myself up with the Lord, you know, walking with him to really just stay on a trending upwards growth path of like, hey, you're you're good where you're at because I have you here for a reason. You know, we talked about this at the collective. I had to shift my mindset going into 30, still being in the situation that I'm in that, you know, I have a purpose here. And my purpose in that is if it brings the Lord more glory for me to be exactly where I am, single, no children, even though that's not what I'd have for myself mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. If it brings him more glory to be here than to be elsewhere, then I, I'm going to be content in that because mm-hmm. spiritual desires over earthly desires, mm-hmm. um, which is easier said than done. And that's what I want to lean into on the hardest days, right? So you said that at the collective, and even I think that applies for every season, yeah, right? Because uh, I think a couple um, episodes ago, I talked about just wanting to find these escape routes out of the wilderness, mm-hmm. right? Like you just, you yes. ache to be out of that yes. season. You ache to move on to yep. something else because you're like, I've been in it. I did it. I'm tired of I've it. I've walked faithfully. I'm ready God. for something like, different. I mean, you can look back and put a check mark by my name. I did it. Yep. You know, like let's yep. let's go. Let's go to the next thing. Yep. But when you said... Hey, God, if, if me right now in this brings mm-hmm. you the most glory, then mm-hmm. this is where I want to be. Yeah. What about the days when you're like, I'm, I'm so tired. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> just like you want to hold on to that and you're reminding yourself of that and you're like, okay, this, I know this is true. I know this is true. Yeah. But sometimes the feelings combat that. Yeah. So aggressively. Yeah. So on those days, what do you do to flip it back? What do you do to, to shift and yeah. turn your sails? That's really hard. I found myself here recently having a lot of those days and you not only struggle with the the wrestling with not wanting to be where you're at, but I'm struggling with the fact that I've worked so hard to to shift my mindset to get to this point to be in sync with God here and now I'm faltering on it mm-hmm. and I'm like so mad at myself because I've worked so hard. I didn't expect to have to str- keep struggling, but that's that's fickle to think that I'm not. We're not gonna keep struggling. Well, you in kind it. of you you do you believe like 
I have of this like truth. check this off. Right. I won't ever. It Figure won't ever this bother out. me again. I'm great. Forward. Yeah. You know. And yeah. then you you're like, Wait, and then you're like, I'm wait back. a second. I'm back. I thought I'd gotten over this. I'm sad, or yeah. I'm lonely today, or like I thought we worked through this already. You know. <laughs> yes. Yes. I thought God. I thought we we we've already been. We through reached all this. an agreement. Like, we, yeah. On yeah. This, yeah. Right. Like my heart is supposed to be good. Like I'm not supposed to struggle with this stuff. Yes. Like we're supposed to be good here. Um. So one thing I did last year that I should have done a long time ago that it, it, it calms my spirit when I'm anxious or when I'm discontent, when I feel those, that discontentment coming on, like, Hey, I should be somewhere yeah. else at this point. Um, I followed a Bible reading plan last year and I read through its scripture and mm-hmm. in its entirety. And, um, I was someone before that, that, never really thought I'd do that. Like Mm -hmm. I thought I would just kind of break up the Bible over time, like a salad. I'd chop it up and I'd get what I need to keep moving. Yep. And I'd keep moving. And, um, but I'm so glad that that wasn't my story because the Lord just totally transformed my heart and my mindset on, on those discontent days. I have a letter, I have a love letter that I can go to him and I can feel contentment Mm -hmm. in because he's on every page and on every page he's, he's, showing me examples of how much he loves me and how I am supposed to feel content just dwelling where he has me. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge practice that has totally transform has totally helped me transform mm-hmm. this waiting and this per this purposeful waiting period. Um because like I said before, it wasn't a priority. You know, I I thought I'd just let it let it do what it needed to do to me when it needed to do to me. And that's not the purpose of scripture. That's not why he left it for us. That's not why he has it for us. And that's and I will beat this drum until my arms fall off. But being in the word, I mean, yes, devotionals are great. Yeah. And like a, a verse of the day. Yeah. Great. Yep. Like if, if that's what you want to carry with you, but being deep in the word yep. and, and reading through it and letting God reveal what he wants to reveal in the season you're in, because it is living and breathing. And so I can go back to a passage yep. and it can mean something completely different to me in a different season than it did, you know, two years ago. Yes. And it's creating that, that practice and that routine and that rhythm yep. of being in the word. And yes. at first it feels a little clunky. It yep. does. Like it does. It is a little Cause you're clunky. trying to make it fit to your schedule. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're busy. We're running ragged. We're mm-hmm. running around like crazy. And at first you're just trying to make it fit into your life because you're used to doing life the mm-hmm. way you're used to doing it. But after a while you make your life fit around it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the mindset set shift that mm-hmm. is so important. And that gap that you feel <laughs> like you might be listening. And I've sat with a lot of, um, early 20 year olds, mm-hmm. right. And there's a gap. They yeah. feel this, like this void and this gap and yes. they can't seem to like find a settled heart yep. around anything, yep. right? And and I, I truly believe that happens in any season. But just recently for me, I've had a lot of conversations with 20-somethings and their heart's just not settled. And it's what I say back is go back to the word. Yeah. I mean, like that, nothing, like a scroll, Yeah, uh, watch the next episode. None of that is going to settle your heart yep. the way that his word can settle your heart. Right. And, and that comes with just a little bit of effort. Yes. I mean, I'm not asking you to, to sit there and read it for three hours yeah. every day, but right. you give it 20 minutes yes. and you really dwell on the words yes. and you understand the context and you dig into it. Yeah. I think you'll be surprised. And even if it's a reading plan, like yeah. you did, like that gets you into scripture. Yes. That's fair. That's yeah. great. And you can make it your companion. Like I so much long you know, being in a single singleness season, I so much long for a companion, somebody to talk to somebody to, um, you know, 
pour out my feelings to pour out my everyday thoughts. And we have that in, in a good and gracious father. And then we have, even though we don't audibly hear back from him, there's so much more weight in picking up scripture. And there's a lot of talk around like, you know, getting something out of it, but just the consistency of and repetition of looking for God and who he is on every page fills that void. So mm-hmm. I, I can go looking for him in that mm-hmm. and get something every time. There's mm-hmm. no guarantee I'll get something from somebody else. But I know within these seasons, Lauren, that we're talking about where, you know, we said like, sometimes we're when we're sitting in the wilderness, we're like, hey, God, put a check by my name. I did yep. it. Like, you're right. I did it. Yeah. How do you personally and what you're walking through, mm-hmm. how have you not just been like, I'm going to settle. Like yeah. I'm just, and we don't call it settling, right? We're right. like, nope, this is it. This is my ticket right here. <laughs> like this is who God has for me because it looks like an open door, Yeah, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're supposed to walk through it. How have you stayed yeah. on the way that he has carved out for you instead of just being like, you know what? I'm, I'm going my own way. I'm going to figure this out. Yeah, this is, this is tough. I, hyper focus I think a lot on you know those open and closed doors because mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to make the decision I want an audible answer from him to tell me I just want to be super obvious yeah I just you know, I just like, want I don't want to have to make the decision I just don't want me you to I want you to hit me over the head with it and mm-hmm. be like this is this is the door you're supposed to walk through or this is where you're supposed to jump from mm-hmm. you know this is where you're supposed to not settle because I think I'm terrified of of forcing anything to happen or I'm terrified Mm -hmm. of jumping into anything because I don't want to get hurt and I don't want to hurt other people. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm so hyper-focused on people that bases a lot of my decisions. And he knew I was going to make that decision anyway, but he turned it and used it for his good and my good. How have you cultivated (laughs) that open-handedness? You know, that's been a big concept for me in 2022. Yeah. Um, I mean, and it's just something, I mean, I literally was driving down the road yesterday and I just reminded myself, um, you know, God, I'm open-handed. Like whatever you want to put in my hands, I'm so grateful for. And whatever you take away, I'm so grateful for. Like this is all yours. You take and give as you want to. How have you done that in something that is so personal, right? Yeah. Like something that just, if it is, if something is going to wrench your heart and twist it, it's our relationships. It's yeah. our like deep, meaningful relationships. How have yeah. you stayed so open-handed? That's, that's hard too. I, with my, with my small group, we read a couple of semesters ago, we read Anything by Jenny Allen. Mm-hmm. And it was, a, it's basically just a book about how the Lord puts us in situations where kind of we can force things to happen and and he'll turn them around for our good or we can go in and say you know use my life for anything lord you know i don't know what it looks like it may look like you know something i don't think that's meant for me but if it's from you mm-hmm. it is meant for me so use it use use my life for anything and so i kind of have to constantly remind myself i've prayed this prayer I've committed to this. Uh, There's no going back. Mm -hmm. There's no going back or that'd be turning my back on God. Um, So that's kind of vague. But I also think what helps me kind of stay focused in that. Back a couple of months ago, our pastor, he said something in a sermon about gratefulness, but he put into words a practice that he said, you know, go open notes in your phone and create a note that you just jot down something you're grateful for for each day. So mm-hmm. I have it like remind me every night at 10 p.m. like jot some jot the date down, jot something down you're yeah. thankful for. And so that just that simple little practice. And now I can go back and scroll through those things, those just little things that I've been grateful for about my day has has really helped me stay content in 
hey, I don't have I don't have my person, but look at all this other great mm-hmm. stuff that I have mm-hmm. that, that that you have have given me, Lord. Or hey, I don't have kids, and I see my mm-hmm. best friend just had her first baby, and I you know I long and ache of that mm-hmm. because I see her just stepping so wildly faithful mm-hmm. into that, and I want to step so wildly faithful into something like that, but here's what I do have that I can also step like wildly faithful into that doesn't equal the same as hers. But in the, in the Lord's eyes, it's just as big. It's just as great. Have you seen that also offset, you know, any jealousy, any comparison, any like, it's not that you want to take, but you're like, but I want, yes. you know, I mean, just, I don't, I, I want that for you yes. and I'm going to celebrate it for you, Yes, but it feeds the ache in me yes. of what I want. Yeah. Is that just <clears throat> something that you kind of lean back into of like, okay, I can't focus on what's not here. I have to focus on what is here. Yes. I feel like three years ago, I would have focused on the ache a lot more mm-hmm. than I do now, but I don't focus so much on the ache or the longing or the pining mm-hmm. for it. Because, it, again, it's all letting the Lord shift your mind to think, okay, is, this is what I thoughts. don't, yeah. yeah, this is what I don't have, and that's okay. But here's what I do have mm-hmm. that the world doesn't say is equal to those other things, but in the Lord's eyes, they're they're just as big and they're just as great and they're just as bold and they're just as beautiful as those other things. And He's just as pleased, mm-hmm. and He has a purpose for me in those things, even though it doesn't equal, it yeah. doesn't compare. It, it's it's just as great. We we minimize ourselves so much. Like we and we let the enemy let us minimize what we've got going on so much. You know, those things are just as great in his eyes. So mm. yes, that has been a wonderful practice to help me check myself before I wreck myself. When yep. I'm aching, when I'm longing, hey, I, I can feel myself doing it. In the past, I would have lingered on that. I would have dwelled on that. Spiraled. Let's dwell mm-hmm. on these other things that are small, but are great. You can try as much as you want mm-hmm. to change your thoughts, but you have to train to change your thoughts. Yes. You know, the trying is just step one. It's yes. the training that actually creates this discipline that becomes a habit right yeah, now. Right. I've had to do that so much. Like I said, my best friend just had her first baby and I have loved seeing her and her husband walk into this new stage of life and mm-hmm. they're killing it. They're doing mm-hmm. such an awesome job. Um, and I found myself a couple of times, like I got to go to the hospital when she was born and I was so excited to do that. And I found myself a couple of times being like, man, I wish I could have a kid right now too. So our kids could grow up together mm-hmm. or man, like this would be so cool. When I found myself being like that, I, I don't want to, I, it's worse for me to sit there and dwell. And I, I know what it does to my mind, my body, my spirit. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've just had to have had to say, Hey, but God has a bigger purpose in singleness right now. God has a bigger purpose in where you're at right now, Mm -hmm. not being a mother right now or not being a wife right now. God has a bigger purpose in that. Mm -hmm. So you can celebrate that. You can be so happy for that. Sure, it's not going to look like what you want it to, but there's a bigger purpose that you'll find out eventually later Mm -hmm. on on the other side. And that's the beauty of hindsight, right? To be able to turn around and look back. It's like you said, you'll scroll back and see 
the goodness that has already been in your life to remind you of the goodness that is sure to come yep. because that's what he promises, yep. right? Is I have good for you. I have plans for you. Yep. Um, but when you turn and you use the hindsight of, you know, the past few years and maybe someone is unknowingly walking into a season yep. right now, similar to yours, or mm-hmm. maybe they're listening and they find themselves right now in the middle of this, just in spite of moment of yep. like, I want to walk faithfully in spite of my circumstances, yep. but it is really dang hard right now yep. to do that. What's your encouragement? to them what do you wish you would have learned sooner in that season yeah I wish I would have intentionally gotten to know myself better and know who the Lord has created me to be so that I could recognize in myself sooner what makes me spiral what makes me long it's been by the grace of God that I've learned to learn about myself and love myself in that way Um, but I wish I would have spent less time, I guess, in my, if I could go back in my twenties and spent less time on, you know, trivial things like being so consumed in, in culture or, Mm -hmm. you know, I used to be, I don't know why I use this example, but like, I used to be a huge fan of the bachelor and bachelorette. Like I used to be a huge fan of the show Mm -hmm. and now I can't stand it because I can't stand the drama and I can't stand the aching, the pining, like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is happening for all these people who like are seem great, but like we all have our baggage. We all have our issues. Why isn't this happening for me? I wish I would have spent less time like looking at everybody else, trying to compare myself Mm -hmm. and really getting to know me and who God has created me to be, how he wants me to walk in that or walk out what he's putting in front of me Mm -hmm. so that I could know better my triggers and I could know better when I'm in those, those discontent days Mm -hmm. so that I could turn that around real quick and flip the switch and be like, okay, but mm-hmm. here's where contentment lies. But I wish mm-hmm. I could have learned that having a purpose right where I'm at brings more glory to him. And, and that be important. Like I just, that wasn't important to me then. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't as important to me in my early twenties as it, as it is now. I didn't want to waste any more time being disappointed mm-hmm. or being mm-hmm. doubtful or mm-hmm. being like, this is never going to happen. Those kind of thoughts are from the enemy. Like yeah. they're, they're not going to do you any, any good. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're human. We're going to feel all those th- emotions, disappointment and doubt, but those do nothing for the mm-hmm. kingdom. Like those do no good for, mm-hmm. for the purpose that he's called us in every day. I, I do believe one of the greatest questions that our generation um, is is struggling with right now. I think it's why you see a lot of, I think they're calling this like the great resignation. Yeah. So many people are leaving their jobs mm-hmm. and, and starting something new yep. and, or moving, shifting to something else. I see so many people struggling, including myself, with who am I? Who yes. am I? And what am I here to do? Yep. Who am I? And what am I here to do? Yes. Right. And it's been within the past year that I've realized, and we talked a little bit about this before, we hit record, but I spent so much time and, and I, I think we do this over the span of a lifetime, right? Mm-hmm. Like when people, especially cause I'm a people pleaser. Um, yes. and I've talked about that a lot. Mm-hmm. And I am too. It, it, it's Chronic. awful, Chronic. right? Like it's just, it's awful. Yep. But in being in the people pleasing, a lot of times I'm letting them shape who I am, yes. who, how I think of myself. Yes. So I'm taking bits and pieces from every interaction from people that yep. I love even bits yes. and pieces. I'm gathering them up and I'm creating this, like this puzzle 
of how I think I am yes. and how I view myself right. and then turning that and putting it as a lens for how God views me too. Yes. So like all these bits and pieces I'm gathering, yes. positive and negative, all of them, right? Yes. And I'm, I'm just creating this whole lens. Yeah. And this has it. to be the way, and you think yes. this has to be the way God sees me. Yes. And it's the lens through which I see myself yeah. and the lens through which he sees me. Yeah. And it's only been within the past year that I've realized that I truly like what, who I am and what I want to do has only ever been shaped by people around me. Yeah. I wish I had spent more time just figuring out who I was. Like stop wasting time being disappointed and doubting. Yeah. And instead being like, God, who, who are you saying I am? Which sounds cliche and there's songs about it and we say it all right. the time. But have you spent the time yep. leaning into who does God say you are? Yeah. Who, who has he shaped you to be? Like this yes. big, who am I question? The answer you're searching for is found in scripture. It's yes. found in the promises he's left for all of us. Yeah. The, the things that he's breathing into us or trying to. Yeah. And instead we have this like filter on it. Yeah. Of like, okay, this, nope. Someone else said contrary to that. God, sorry. Yeah. Then what you're saying can't be true. Someone else said contrary. Right. I just, yeah. and we can always too, <clears throat> back to what you're saying about, um, you know, letting other people around us influence the lens we see ourselves through. I think we've got to be very intentional and he puts people in place. We're going to surround ourselves with people who are going to speak into who we are, which we get muddled in the voice of who God says we are. Let's make sure we're muddling the voices with, with people that he brings into Mm -hmm. our lives that are going to, that are going to throw their voice yeah. in with Who are his, calling you higher. Who, who know his yes. voice too. Mm-hmm. Who who intentionally listen to his mm-hmm. voice. And one filter off of that that I, I had to learn to put in place over the past probably year or two of my life is when people are saying the same thing. So yeah. sometimes I can be I can be shaded immediately by one person and think everyone thinks that. Yes. Everyone believes that so it must be true. Yes. One person, right? Yeah. But what I noticed is I had like three or four very people closest to me who knew me best. Yep. All saying the same things at different times. I didn't notice that pattern. Yes. Until the past year when I was aching for everyone's opinions yes. because I just didn't know what to do. So right. I wanted everyone to tell me. Yes. But these people and I mean the, the biggest proponent, which is why when I say when you pick a partner, having someone who who sees in you what you don't see, but it's through how God views you too. I, I'm right? so ready like, for that. Like I'm so and they ready call for it that. Out of you, like, yeah. If there's, one I thing, have wonderful friends that can yes. do like wonderful girlfriends that can do that for me. But I crave so much mm-hmm. a, a, a male companion relationship mm-hmm. that can do that for me because I have a hard time have a, have enough hard time doing that yes. for myself. Yes. And it, like I said, I'm so thankful for my my deep deep deepest girlfriends who can do that for mm-hmm. me because they see me spiral and they say hey let's let's yeah. think about this logically yeah. but I'm I'm that's what makes it hard not to ache and long and pine yeah. and that and that and that is just a point of gratitude for me because the growth it did bring to my marriage yeah. of um what I did not see what I couldn't see because I was so uh, my lenses were all messed up yeah right so I couldn't see it to have Ryan be like this is what I see mm-hmm. and this is how I think we need to pray about you using it. This yeah. is what I think we should shift wow. to. Let's pray about it. Let's figure it out. Yeah. That was a huge growth point for us yeah. because I'm a run through a wall kind of gal. Yeah. Like if I set my mind on it, yeah. you're going to see a Cali shaped hole through the wall. Cause I'm gone. I'm yeah. On it. Yeah. And Ryan, Ryan's always just playing catch up with me most right. of the time. Right. He's like, Oh, okay. All right. Coming in. Yeah. Behind <laughs> you. Gotcha. Like I'll do the cleanup. All yeah. the things you didn't think of. I'll take care of behind but here. That's so awesome. And to watch him the past year be like, no, I'm carving the hole out for you. Yeah. Let's go. Like yes. yeah, I'm pushing you through, through the wall. It is. And that's just what having, a gift. having those people in your life yeah. and knowing don't settle for anything less. Right. Don't, exactly. Don't lean into yes. anything less than that. Because yeah. then 
I mean, you are going to use that hindsight and it's not going to be a hindsight that you're like, oh, right. God, good decision. It's going to be God. I know you can redeem all things. Yes. I really wish you didn't have to redeem this right yes. now though, you know? Yeah. Um, but we, we end every episode with one question. Yep. And I, I feel like you're ready for it. I feel like you'll have good answers. Um, what is one thing you are so happy someone did tell you about? Okay, I've got two. Oh, gosh, look at it. Coming in hot. Okay. And I like it. So the first thing, um, I'll do a, a little plug for my Bible reading plan that I just am absolutely in love with. I did it last year. I've restarted this year. And I thought I would get lazy with it after I got through the entire scripture. I thought, you know... I won't put so much pressure on myself this year. Mm-hmm. I have not. And I've been so surprised because it's just, it calls me back every day. Yeah. It's scripture that calls me back every day, but this is a great tool that has helped me get to that point. The plan is called the Bible recap by Tara Lee Cobble. You can find it on the U version Bible app. You can, you know, find it on her website or whatever. And it's, it's, um, it's a everyday reading plan. And then she's got like an eight minute podcast that mm-hmm. goes with each day's reading plan. And it is just, it's fire. Ryan it's awesome. did it every day last year. It, every day. Didn't miss so, a day. He would do it on his way to work. Yep. Or if like on the weekends he had to run an errand. Yep. That's when he would listen to it. Yep. And I mean, he said the same thing. He was like, this is, he actually was like, why don't you do something like this? And I was like, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> There's that gap you could. is filled. No, but you could. I don't could. have a desire. You could. To, you so could, gosh, Callie. You we could. Would get You'd to, rock it. We would get to like Lamentations or like Leviticus. And you I'll have to spice it up. Like oh. you have to keep it spicy oh, or man. you'll fall off the so train fast. real hard. Um, number two, this is not really a, you know, answer the question like hindsight, but it's a PSA to everybody listening. Um, I wish I would have found this out the day it happened, but... The Baja shrimp tacos are back on the menu at Chewy's. They've been Changes off. Everything. But they've been off for COVID. They took them off the menu. Why those? I don't know. I don't and know. Is that the, did you ask and the reason was COVID? I yeah. feel like we are now using that as like, the, hey, we the, had to take shrimp the off the menu, COVID. Yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, they took, uh, they took them off Chewy's. for COVID. Listen, that chips and salsa. It's it's my relationship status is not single. It's I'm in love with you with a diet coke. Oh, the burn the slow burn oh, so of good. a diet coke. So good. I can't. The I can't creamy think. jalapeno is my jam. Is it? I don't listen. I just want to. I want a oh. simple salsa. I'm a simple girl. Well, I mean, I their salsa is great, but just, that creamy jalapeno is just next I level. I haven't been to Chewy's in a long time. It's just next it's level. Time. Hey, you're so much fun, <laughs> and this was so Thank much you. fun, and this was actually <laughs> this was supposed awesome. to be a lunch date. It was, and I switched to a podcast interview so now we have to go to Chewy's next week yeah we do that's our plan yeah. I can't let's, let's get go. back out of it I'm not backing out of it You're I will never back out of it thank Chewy's. you so much thank for you. being here